start the conversation with the definition of identity. What does identity mean? Why is it important? And why is it important to Africans to embrace, promote, and advertise our identity as a people? So let's hear from you, Ronge. Thank you, Kenneth. Thank you for inviting me once more to your interesting discussion panels. And um, since we, we organized this round of discussion, I've been thinking about the question of identity. And what I would like to say is that um, there's so many different types of identity, really. So there's one is your personal identity, which is more like your character is the things you like. Um, it's maybe where you live, what kind of job you're doing. When you were introducing us, you were already talking about our identity in some form. But then there are other forms of identity as well. It's like, uh, for example, there's your social identity, which is part of your, um, maybe your, your position in your family. You're a daughter, maybe you're a mother, you're a sister. So this is also some form of identity that defines you. And then there's uh, your professional identity. When I'm at work, I'm a different person than when I'm in my personal life. And, and um, there's so many different aspects of identity. But I think what we are going to be talking about today is uh, cultural identity and the question um, how our, um, uh, maybe the place we were born, the traditions that come with it, um, the societal structure of the place we are born, how that forms our identity. So identity is very hard to define. I actually went and read a couple of papers on the whole question and, and there is uh, no simple simple answer to what identity is. But I think what we'll be focusing on today is probably our cultural identity uh, as Africans. Um, or I can't even say I have a cultural identity as an African because that would be wrong because um, obviously I'm of mixed cultures. My mother is Austrian, my father is Nigeria. But there is some aspect of African identity in me since I grew up in Nigeria, and there's some, some parts of that uh, will always stay with me. So I, I, it will be interesting to hear what other, what all of you will be saying around this this whole topic of what your identity is. Man, uh, before man, I start man. saying anything about uh, the question, which I obviously feel we don't, but um, I want to, Arana said, uh, people might think he's wrong. And I actually think he's wrong because I can't agree with a single point he has made. It starts with the whole story about the refugees who are not authentic because they are not wearing African clothes. I mean, is there is there a law somewhere that you can only be African when you're wearing <laughs> African clothes? I mean, wh where where does it start? When I'm an African and I walk in the streets of Europe, will I be have? Do I have to wear my traditional gear? Is it um, like, for example, the German young people, are they wearing lederhosen on the street or are they also dressing like um, American gangsters? So the whole story, I mean, yes, I know you are trying to make a story, Rainer, about the way black people might be perceived in the countryside. But I think you have to take a look at the narrative you are projecting here, because what you are basically saying is that if you are an African living somewhere in the countryside in Germany, it is your duty to walk around um, projecting African traditional values and wearing traditional clothes so that the German people who are obviously not capable of um, educating themselves have a better idea of what an African is. But that is not it's not my role to educate you on what I am. I am a human being and if I um, if I choose to wear like, uh, I don't know, gangster clothes, which I don't, but I can understand that some young people would want that, then 
that's fine. It has nothing to do with whether you're authentic or you're African or whatever. You're a young person in this world. Okay, that is the first thing around the refugees, which I found a bit um, disquieting because you're putting different, um, how can I say, measures on young people from your culture and young people from another culture. Because this year, these are just young people who are trying to build a life for themselves. And there's one book I would actually recommend you would read. It's And I'm going to say it in German because it's actually a German book written by a German woman. It's called Gehen ging gegangen. And I would recommend that you read this book because it, it actually touches on this subject of young refugees or even older um, refugees coming to, to Europe and how their lives change, what their life is like. Just take a look at that. And then maybe we come back to talking about refugees in this context of African identity and the need to feel inferior. And then there's the, the, the last topic around um, the generational thinking. So at what point uh, did we start feeling that Africans are not thinking about the next generation? This is a society, the West African societies I know are very generational. There's a very strong uh, bond between the generations. And before we came into this position that the traditional structures were destroyed by these long thinking Europeans, um, they were also <laughs> down the same, their same field. <laughs> I mean, how can you come here and tell us that this, the difference between Africans and, and, and um, Europeans is that your, Europeans are all, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting very agitated about this because the whole, I'm going to on the whole narrative. Because this is what is, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is, this is what is happening all over the world. People are coming and telling us, I mean, also the whole story about the genetics. Okay, because the whole story is about the genetics. I've never, ever found an African who thought that he was genetically inferior to a European. The only people who think that Africans are maybe genetically inferior are Europeans and maybe Americans. So this is not something you have to tell us that we are not uh, inferior to, to you. And it doesn't even matter how many percent of my DNA is the same as yours. I feel that I don't care if my, my DNA is, I don't know, 99% the same as with an Asian person or with a white person. I'm a human being and that is enough. That is enough to give me value. I don't think we have to start a discussion about whether someone has the same amount of gaining. And I probably, I assume that Reiner didn't even mean to make the sound derogatory, but it does sound derogatory when you tell, when you talk about the fact that we have to understand we are the same value just because you recently realized that we have the same amount of DNA. This is not relevant. So coming back to your question, Kenneth, um, Obviously, I don't feel that anyone is inferior to anyone else. I do agree that people are being made to feel inferior and it's exactly by this kind of narratives. You're telling people that they, um, that for some reason their traditional values are not as good as European values, that the way they are structuring their lives is maybe not as good because another culture which had better weapons came by and, and suppressed your culture and destroyed your traditional structures. And of course, I am also of the opinion that now, after maybe 60, 70, 80 years, we have to start looking forward and not talk as much yeah, about the yeah. damage that was done by the Europeans. Mm -hmm. But I still feel we have to acknowledge 
that the fact that these things happen still have an effect and are the reasons why we are not as developed maybe in Africa maybe as we would like to be. And it has nothing to do with our genes, our traditions or our culture because our culture and our tradition and everything is fine. It is just that we have a legacy of a destroyed continent, destroyed by the same people who are now telling us we should pick ourselves up and move forward. And then they are still using our products at a price that is not, um, how can I say, fair. They are using our resources to fuel their economies and their countries, and they are still telling us we should get a grip. So, no, I don't think uh, Africans have any reason to be inferior, but I think they are being made to feel inferior to keep them down. This is my impression. Thank you very much, Ronke. And uh, I must say the thoughts are, are becoming very um, strongly put across and it's good. It's good. This is a, a, the truth interviews and we are expected to be frank with ourselves in the most decent manner as possible. So I think there are many points of, of, of convergence between your points and Reina's points. Uh, maybe, the, of course, the perception has a part to play in it. The point is we don't have to feel inferior to anybody else in the world and we can choose to or not to express ourselves um, um, well, I say ex extravagantly in our own traditional ways or otherwise but internally we have to understand that we do have a contribution to the, make to the world so what we're going to do we're going to take a breather and kind of like cool off a bit with a short video and when i come back we'll be uh, we'll be hearing from shadrach and from other people on the panel thank you very much just one minute everybody to the dance floor <laughs> Fillers, you know as well, we're SOL, so we be the illers. With the mic in our hands, we feel like Moses taking y'all up to the promised land. We come through strictly, strictly giving us All right, thank you very much for taking that breather. Uh, if you're joining us from the audience, I'd like to acknowledge James. I mentioned some of the countries joining us. James posted that he joined in from Canada. Thank you for joining in from Canada. And thank you for every other person uh, who is on the call today. If you have a question, contribution, feel free to post it on our channels, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. We're all available online. All right, so I'm gonna go to Mr. Kubiani. And we're going to ask the Kubiani to talk to us about inferiority complex. Is there a reason for it? And what can we do about it? Go ahead, sir. Um, um, some of the things Africa is giving to the world, aside from the rhetoric, the motivational speech that we're giving ourselves right now, practically speaking, what do we have to bring to the table to the rest of the world? Uh, Dr. Ronke, please take that to start it. Yes, thank you. Thank you uh, for, for giving me this 10 minutes before I have to leave. So um, I think Ijeoma already made a lot of very, very good points. So regarding goods and services that are made in Africa, there are so many things that people don't seem to be aware of. And maybe, unfortunately, as she described, some of them are using European labels or European um, cities and places to give their goods more value for no good reason, actually. So I have actually compiled a couple of examples that I personally like a lot of. Uh, one of them, if you see the picture behind me on the wall, is from a Nigerian gallery where I regularly um, 
I don't, ah, yes, maybe you can see it now, these women in the background. There's this Nigerian gallery and they have an online site where you can order art. So one of the things I want to talk about is African art. There's so much beautiful African art. Um, and I'm not talking about the stuff that you are seeing in the tourist markets where they, they sell you cheap stuff from, from possibly China, I think. But um, I'm talking about our traditional arts and values, which are beautiful. And I can only recommend that you give them a look. I'm going to paste the link in the, um, in the chat. So you can also maybe um, solicit their business because I'm, I have bought lots of pictures from them. There are different artists they, um, that they, they sell. That's one thing, art. Then there's, of course, music. May I, I assume that you have all seen Burner Boy at the, the, the Music Awards. Um, so there's a lot of African... Music has always influenced um, the whole world, African music. But I don't want to, to just remain with, you know, creativity because that's something we have been marginalized around a lot of times. So yes, Africa make music, Africa make art and they can dance and all these things, which is true, but this is not the only thing. Another thing I would like to talk about, which we're contributing is of course, um, also goods. So um, Ijeoma touched on the shoes that are, that are being made in Awa. I'm going to post another link into the uh, chat because there's uh, another company that I would like to promote and that's the lady makers. So Chiminanda um, Adichie, she's wearing their clothes. She's wearing them when she's going to um, award ceremonies. She's wearing them when she's uh, going to press conferences because she understands the necessity to show the world what Africa actually has in terms of their own um, clothes, their own brands and all these. So this is something I want to, to um, also promote here, our own type of, of clothes and, and shoes and all these things. And then, and I think that is the most important. I think we undervalue the intelligence that is Africa. If you look at scientists in, and one problem that I actually see, and I think this is something we should have as one of our next discussion is the brain drain. All our good people are going to the West. We have all these amazing scholars, scientists who are now in, in, uh, in the USA or in the UK and they're contributing to the economies there because they didn't uh, find a place uh, to actually do it here or in Africa. I can't even say here because I'm currently not in Nigeria. But um, so I think we contribute a lot to the world. But what we are mostly contributing is our intelligence, our resources. Let's not forget about the fact that our resources um, are running most of the world. There's the oil, there is the minerals, there's all these things that we are contributing to the world. And I think we should be selling them at a the higher price. Because I, I like what Shadrach talked about earlier about the way things suddenly change value when you take them like the leather story with the cows and when it comes back as, as a bag that you pay much more money um, for it. And um, I think that's one of the issues. Uh, we talked about this in one of the earlier truth interviews, the fact that our resources are exported and then we have to re-import um, the processed goods at a much higher price. We should look at that. We are contributing a lot. We are in contributing intelligence to the world. We are contributing science. We are contributing art. We're contributing books. Look at Chimimanda, for example. Look at her books. They are worldwide bestsellers. So there is thought leadership that we actually have. We are um, leading in, in terms of music nowadays. Just 
look, we have to see this because there's a narrative around what Africa is contributing and we're made to feel that we're not. But this is not true. The fact is that this is something they're telling us. They keep repeating it and repeating it to make us devalue the stuff that we are bringing to the world. And we, this has to change. And I just want to re-emphasize that. I know that Reiner was not trying to, to make derogative remarks, but he has he's also furthering this mindset with this uh, stuff that he's telling us. It is uh, There's nothing wrong with our culture. There's nothing wrong with our mindset. There's nothing wrong with our intelligence. It's just that people are um, trying to get the best out of Africa by as cheap as possible. And they can achieve that by making us feel that what we have is not worth anything. And we wow. have to change that uh, that narrative, I think. So thank you. Thank you very much, Doctor. Thank you so much. It's, uh, it's deep. It's getting deeper and deeper. And uh, I want to appreciate everyone for that. Uh, we're going to take uh, maybe uh, another uh, 15 minutes and then we'll close out. But let's trash on this a bit. Khatoum made a statement that there is a reason why the local artisan will want to use a foreign country's label on its product. It's good to find that reason and address it. Some of us Africans prefer foreign goods. So that brings us to the point of our appetite. So I'm going to call on Faith uh, Morbia to share his points on the previous question and also try to maybe touch on this a bit, Faith.